What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founder's Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, building a team, or building a new product. Today, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Normally, Founder's Journal episodes center on these timeless frameworks, strategies, and ideas that I believe will be as valuable 20 years from now as they are today. But there's a new business that is so trendy, so in the startup zeitgeist right now, that I'd feel remiss to not talk about it for my listeners. And that business is Clubhouse, the Andreessen Horowitz-backed audio social app that's taking 2021 by storm. My goal with this episode is to take a timely topic like Clubhouse and share timeless lessons through the lens of this burgeoning business. So let's get into it. For those of you who know what Clubhouse is, my hope is that this gives you some new perspective on the fast-growing audio app. For those of you that have never heard of it, no worries at all, let me catch you up. Clubhouse is an audio-only social media app that was founded in March of 2020 by Paul Davison and Rohan Seth. The pair have now raised $110 million, the most recent round pegging the 11-month-old company at a $1.2 billion valuation. Here's how I think about Clubhouse. I've heard the app described as a collection of live podcasts. Some people have called it modern talk radio, but the way I think about it is a little bit more meta, but it helps me conceptualize it. I think about Clubhouse as a digital high-end restaurant. What I mean by that is Clubhouse is effectively a collection of tables where high-profile individuals like entrepreneurs, musicians, and celebrities chat with one another at the table, and you get to be a fly on the wall at the restaurant listening in on the conversation. That is effectively Clubhouse, or at least up to this point with the app being having exclusivity baked in, which I'll talk about in a minute, that is what it has felt like, is this digital high-end restaurant where you're a fly on the wall. And in the last several weeks, we have seen conversations hosted by entrepreneurs like Elon Musk and Damon John, Barbara Corcoran, and you see tons of people tuning in to listen and rooms capping out currently at 5,000 people per room. The app is still invite only, and it's only offered on iPhones, not Android right now. Now that you have somewhat of a foundation of what this app is, let's hop into your lessons. This is your first timeless lesson around what is a very timely business, and that is the concept of an overnight success. Simply put, it doesn't exist. Clubhouse is what we call the 10-year overnight success. You may look at Paul Davison and Rohan Seth and be like, these guys have it made. They founded the business 11 months ago in March of 2020. You know, the the pandemic uh, acted as a tailwind for the business because people are seeking connection. They raised money from the most successful venture capitalist in the world, and they've already hit unicorn status or a billion dollar valuation. These guys must be making it look like a cakewalk, right? Well, you would be wrong. The relationship between Davison and Seth is just as fascinating in my mind as the app itself. The co-founders are serial entrepreneurs who have been working separately on social products and social apps 
for a decade, and they've had little success doing this. Between the two of them, they have nine failed apps, one of which they founded together before Clubhouse. The app was called Talk Show, which was a social app that allowed users to group text in public. Clubhouse was Paul and Rohan's final attempt at building a successful social network, and all of their past failures for the last 10 years have worked together to inform what looks like a major success today. Lesson two, exclusivity is a proven marketing strategy. We've seen it with sneaker drops. We've seen it with other apps that have dropped like you know dating apps like Le- The League or Raya. And if you want to understand Clubhouse's launch playbook, the best way to think about it, using the restaurant analogy again, is getting a reservation to 11 Madison Park in New York City. For those of you who haven't heard of 11 Madison Park, it is one of the most exclusive restaurants in the world, sitting in the heart of Manhattan. And the three Michelin star restaurant features a who's who of celebrities and business leaders on just any typical night. Getting a reservation is pretty much impossible to come by. And if you happen to snag one, you're likely to brush shoulders with New York City elite. That was exactly how Clubhouse's app started. Invite only intimate rooms with regular speakers ranging from MC Hammer to Drake to Oprah. Only recently has Clubhouse begun to open the floodgates. While not fully open to the public, like I said, it's only on iPhone, not Android, and you still need to be invited, but invites are easier to come by. And the app hit 6 million registered users in early February. By reserving invites for celebrities in the early days, what was so genius about how Paul and Rohan started this off was it built a ton of FOMO around the app and it magnified people's already existing desire to feel close to celebrities that they aspire to be like. Just put yourself in the shoes of you know a Clubhouse user for a second or someone who wanted to be a Clubhouse user. Think about that feeling when you finally get that invite to join the platform after months of trying. And then on night one, you get to listen to Elon Musk, your business idol. You hear him talk on stage about the colonization of Mars. And because of the intimacy of the app and how long you've been anticipating joining Clubhouse and getting that invite, you will never forget that moment as a user. And that is exactly what Clubhouse wanted you to experience. And that leads right into lesson three, which is intimacy. I believe Clubhouse offers aspirational intimacy at a scale unlike any other platform in the world. Here's what I mean. I've always said that the beauty of email newsletters or podcasting is the intimate relationship you get to build with your audience. So with email, Morning Brew is sent to 2.6 million people every day, and every subscriber has the opportunity to hit reply and actually start a one-on-one conversation with Morning Brew. That's a really cool relationship for a user to have with the company that they have a relationship with. With podcasting, the intimacy comes in the form of voice. When you're listening to a podcast, you feel like you're being spoken to by the host or the guest of the podcast. There is just something about hearing another person speak that triggers a feeling of closeness and belonging to the conversation. Well, when I think about Clubhouse, it perfectly combines the best of email and podcasting into a single app. You feel the intimacy of an audio conversation, given that Clubhouse is audio only, with also the possibility of one, one-on-one communication only offered by email. 
that is the beauty of what I call the hand raising feature built into the app. So you know how I used the analogy before of being a fly on the wall at this digital high-end restaurant. That's kind of how I describe what Clubhouse is. What I didn't tell you is Clubhouse allows you to have the chance to go from fly on the wall to participant at the dinner table. So with this hand-raising feature that's built into the app, you can choose as an audience member to ask a question of the Clubhouse room panelists. So the people who are up on the panel, whether it's a full panel or whether it's an individual person who's giving a TED Talk style chat, you have the ability to ask them a question. And should the panelists decide to call on you, you'll be asked to join the panel where you can ask them a question directly and have that question answered directly live. And I can't think of a more intimate way to engage with people that you look up to at scale. Take that Elon Musk example I gave you before. What's the only way to make that experience even cooler? It's you being called on by Elon to ask a question about the colonization of Mars and hear him answer your question live in front of 5,000 other people. My fourth and final lesson, take measured bets on exciting new marketing channels. Here's what I mean. Turning Clubhouse into a marketing channel for you or your business should be thought of like being a Series A investor in a startup. There's definitely some risk, but there's also a ton of upside. How I think about it is you want a platform to be large or established enough in terms of user base, adoption, and investors to have some level of confidence in its staying power. The last thing that you want to do is spend hundreds of hours creating content and connecting with people on a new platform for to then be wound down or shut down months later. Obviously, you can never guarantee it, but you can be smart about when you take bets on new marketing channels. And how I think about Clubhouse is almost like what TikTok was a year, year and a half ago. There's upside in these platforms that you just don't have in a more mature platform. Let's take, for example, Facebook. So in the example of Facebook, you can't be so confident that the platform will never go away, that you're too late to build the audience quickly on a platform. So if you decided to start building an audience on Facebook today, it would be far more difficult to get a million followers and become a true influencer on the platform than it was 10 years ago when Mark Zuckerberg was just getting started. But at the same time, the benefit of that is you can be confident that Facebook isn't going anywhere today or five years from now. I believe Clubhouse sits in this sweet spot where you can feel pretty good about the platform being around and being bigger in 12 months than it is today, given the size of its audience, given the investors it has, given just the experience of its co-founders. But you are also getting involved in the platform early enough in the life of the business to be able to build an audience more quickly because there isn't a complete saturation of content and users on the platform that you'll see in a more mature environment like you know Instagram or Facebook today. Okay, I'm going to stop there. These have been your four timeless lessons in a timely business story. The first was there is no such thing as an overnight success. The second is that exclusivity is an exceptional and proven marketing strategy. The third is that intimacy at scale is a really unique value proposition. And the fourth is to treat your marketing channels like you are a Series A investor. As always, thank you for listening to Founders Journal. And honestly, I just want to hear what you thought about this format of tying in more timely stories to teach timeless lessons. Did you like it and want me to do more of it? 
or should I take the hint and go back to my bread and butter, which is kind of strategies, ideas, frameworks, and feelings that are completely evergreen. Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com and let me know. And by the way, if you like the episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. We are at 239 reviews right now, and my goal is to get to 250 by the end of the month. 11 more reviews, that is it. We're going to do it, and when we hit 250, I'm going to send some Morning Brew swag to a lucky reviewer. Thanks again, everyone, and I will catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.